And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Monday night after another Tampa Bay Buccaneer game. And uh, to say that this team seems a little, uh, I don't know, schizo, it's not an insult. It's just uh, as a Bucks fan, it's kind of how we're starting to feel. Let's invite in, as we do every Monday night at 10 o'clock, the host of Creative Loafing's Best of the Bay podcast, 2019. That's right, Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Johnny? Oh, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I'm not as upset with this uh, loss as a lot of people are. We simply got outplayed. Yeah. I mean, the Saints, even with Teddy Bridgewater, who could be a starter on 31 teams in the NFL, uh-huh. uh, they're still probably the best team in the NFC, and I- I'm not too mad about it. We got beat by a Super Bowl contender in their house. It is what it is. Yeah. it's We really got manhandled on the line of scrimmage, uh, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And, yeah. And, yeah, look, the, these guys could have very well been in the Super Bowl the last two years, if not for a freak catch in Minnesota, uh, if not for a bad call at home against the Rams. They they were a Super Bowl team like and they and why would they not still be a Super Bowl caliber team especially in the NFC which is really I guess people are starting to emerge I mean like Green Bay looks legit uh, you know I guess the 49ers look legit too after tonight uh, Seattle look really good they look good too but New Orleans beat the crap out of Seattle New Orleans beat the Cowboys you know in Dallas right I believe that where they in Dallas yeah, who cares yep. Anyway, no, it was it was in New Orleans, but New Orleans and Dallas are the same place to me, right? So I mean, if you could drive there in, in, in four hours, it's the same place. But you know, there was a couple little things, of course, you have to worry about. But we're we're a team, whether they want to call it uh, reloading or re- rebuilding, we are we're still rebuilding. Like, we, we're putting things together, you know. Right. This Bucks team showed me on Sunday that they're not ready to take that next step. And I mean, that's okay. I, I don't think anyone expected them to come out and go 11-5 and five and make the playoffs that way. Um, it was nice to see them contend for the NFC South while they were there. But right. right now, they're two games back. They're kind of where we expected them to be. And that's two and three with one more game headed into the bye week. So depending on how next week goes, will be pretty telling of how the second half of the season plays out. I mean, the schedule, I mean, when you looked at it way before the season started, to look at the schedule, uh, it's not promising. It, it's pretty abysmal. Like, you you can't expect this team. And, look, I'm I'm guilty of this. I We, we did a prediction in July of, of the uh, – of the overall uh, record, and I think I had the Bucks at eleven and five because I don't like to predict my team to lose. I never do. I'm a homer. I know I say I'm a, a realist, but I, I, I was telling everybody all this week that James is going to light this defense up, right? After seeing what he did in L.A., I was like, man, he's got it now, guys. He's going to put together six or seven or eight games in a row. He's going to get this huge contract, and then everybody's going to forget about old Jameis and and how inconsistent he was, and then. You know, I, I wouldn't say Jameis sucked really bad, but I did notice something, Red. What'd you notice? 
Jameis plays, and this is going to sound cliche, but he really does play as well as his offensive line. When, yeah. When they block even average, his confidence goes way up and his accuracy seems to be on point. But when he starts getting whacked right in the beginning of the game, he starts getting those tap dance happy feet. He starts overthrowing people. And and right away, you know, you get that gut feeling. You go, oh, this is going to be a bad Jameis day, you know? It was fairly early on in the Saints game that I kind of got that feeling. Yeah. Not that it was going to be a bad Jameis day, but that it was just going to be a bad day oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. general. And talking about this Bucks O-line, dude, what a fall from grace. I mean, the tight-knit, competent group that we saw against L.A. was nowhere to be found in the Superdome. Well, and and look, that just goes to show you how much better they are in the trenches than even L.A. is. I mean, even though I believe the Rams beat them, but it was also a game where they just lost Drew Brees and they were kind of, you know, like scrambled. Right. But it just seems like... We're just we're a little bit away from being a decent team. I don't even know. I would say we're an average team right now. We we look like an eight and eight team right now. Yeah, and like it is, it's baby steps. They are taking steps to be, you know, a better team. Obviously, right. Um, but it, it it does take time. It's something that takes a little bit of time. And right now, we're just kind of seeing the process of it. I still think they can win against the Panthers. I think they can go into the bye week three and three, and then coming out of that. You reevaluate where you are because you look at the uh, Arizona Cardinals when Bruce Arians was head coach with Carson Palmer one year. Right. I believe they started three and four. It took a while for, for even Carson Palmer to, to find his uh, his rhythm in that offense. Everybody knows that. They started three and four, went on a tear, and finished 10 and six. Yeah. So there's definitely still time for this Bucks team to really get things going and get as consistent as we would like to see them. Uh, but it, it's just a matter of week by week right now. I was so impressed, and I and I hate to be impressed and actually like compliment a team that's beating the crap out of us. But I was I was really impressed with the O line of the Saints. I mean, they were just locked down. We couldn't get any pressure on Teddy Bridgewater, and I I'm I'm hoping that the rest of the league is is way behind them when it comes to O line, like especially uh, Carolina. I hope that they uh, they they are as bad as they were when we played them a few weeks ago. Uh, because I'm actually I'm pretty scared of this game. Yeah. Because this quarterback is playing just well enough, and they're really letting McCaffrey shine. And I think the Bucks barely beat a horrible Cam Newton uh, offense. So that, that's got me scared to death, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I'm already starting to get that kind of relaxed feeling, like you know what? Let's just take a deep breath. Let's see how this season plays out. Just enjoy the ride. Let's let's stop setting our expectations so damn high like I always do. After that Rams game, I'm like, we're winning the division. We're yeah. going to the playoffs. Right. After, everybody felt that way for a second. I was in the same boat. And after this game, we are back down to earth. And it's not a nice feeling because you don't want to see your team lose. And it's a disappointing loss nonetheless. But aside from all of that, the Saints outplayed the Bucks, but Johnny, I think I've got a little bit of a meltdown. Oh, do you? Hmm. In three, two, one. Holy sh! It's time for another Johnny B meltdown. All right, we're talking to Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast, and he is about to meltdown. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went into the Superdome, and they got beat by a vastly superior football team. It's okay; it happens all the time in the NFL. Let's take a socket to talk about officiating. It's hard to beat New Orleans in the Superdome. 
but it's even harder when you got to beat the referees as well. Do you feel like the referees uh, feel like they owe New Orleans like four or five years of good calls after the one bad call? I think they're scared to death. I think they're playing with these guys in their pocket the whole game because they don't want to lose their jobs. I I mean, it was blatantly obvious. There was an obvious fumble recovery by tight end Anthony Allclair. And Anthony, not Anthony, Anthony Allclair. Stupid Canadians. On a fumble from a Saints punt return, the official said that there was not a clear recovery, but replays showed that Allclair was not only the first person to pounce on the loose ball, but also the one to emerge from the pile with it. Well, here's doesn't make sense about that, too. They've been letting the fumbles play out, even when it, it's noticeable or, or are pretty obvious that the ball, I mean, the, the ground creates a fumble or the ones that look like it's definitely not a fumble. They're letting them play out and then reviewing them later. Yep. Except for this play. And on this play, Bruce Arians tosses his red challenge flag and he just gets absolutely crapped on. In no less than, I think, two minutes, they were like, well, there's not enough conclusive evidence. Yeah. Even though there's photographic evidence and it shows on the replay angle that he was the first one there and it wasn't like it was a really long scrum. Like, he got the ball. You know, he landed on top of it. That's just what it was. Later in the first half, Bucks cornerback Carlton Davis hit Saints tight end Jared Cook in the helmet yep. and was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct and then ejected from the game for targeting. Me personally, I don't think he should have been thrown out of the game. Absolutely not. I think, yes, the 15-yard penalty, completely fair. Like, he did hit him in the helmet. But we talk about this with doing edgy jokes on this show. And it has that penalty is the same way. What was the intent there? Was he trying to hurt him, or was it a bang bang play? It was, it was a bang bang play, one hundred percent. He's trying to make a tackle, and it's so hard in real speed, real time, to uh, to control where your head is at all times when you're trying to tackle people at the knees, or they're ducking, you're ducking. You could tell he didn't try to knock him out. The hit on Mason Rudolph by uh, Earl, Earl Thomas. Thomas was way more vicious. Obviously a mistake. Did he I, don't get, even, I don't even think he got flagged for it. No. It just happened to be his helmet hit him in the jaw like a prize fighter and knocked him out. Uh, Carlton Davis's hit was not flagrant. And all of a sudden, a call comes in from New York, kick him out of the game. Huh. Weird. Like, they, they, they are trying their best to smooth things over in New Orleans. To be fair, rules are rules. And you look back at the replay, he did lead with the crowd of his helmet. And yeah. we just talked about it. It's a bang-bang play. There really isn't enough time to adjust. Uh, but he shouldn't have been thrown out of the game. Now there's one more, one more. Oh, I know, among, I know the one you're talking among about. Among the thousands of missed calls in this game, Carlton Davis is out of the game, and that sucks because he's probably our best cover corner. Tampa Bay's secondary was struggling against the pass once again, especially Vernon Hargraves. He had his lunch money taken from him all afternoon by and, Michael Thomas and his chocolate milks when he wasn't pushing off. Because I'm sure you saw it, but Michael Thomas. More than once, had some pretty uh, pretty blatant offensive pass interference penalties. Yes. I mean, the one that they reviewed, and I'm laughing. I'm like, well, this is obviously going to go in our favor. It was like it was like they were doing a, a demonstration for rookies coming into the league. They're like, guys, this is an OPI. And then they show that. And they go, if you do that, you're getting flagged. It was like... That's what it looked like. You know, what is it? The rookie imposium or whatever they right. It, it looked like they were just doing a demo, like to go, "Hey, Michael Thomas, we need you to just really push off here because we need this for educational reasons." And then they reviewed it and they said, "No, they were just hand fighting." What? 
It Hand was, fighting does not push a guy back two yards. Yeah, it's it was it was a textbook pass interference, and they just they said no, we're good, man. I thought Bruce Arians was going to have an actual stroke when they when they uh, they didn't overrule that, so it was insane. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we, you know, we 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 couldn't generate a pass rush. And I was if you if you follow me on Twitter and you see my rants during the Bucks games, I probably tweet fifty times during Bucks games, and. I'm looking at everybody complain about the secondary, and yes, they were lackluster, but they were getting no help from the pass rush. And like I said, I was very impressed by the Saints' offensive line, but at the same time, I was getting pissed off because I'm 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 yelling for Todd Bowles to find a pass rush, a blitz from the corner, from linebacker, do something to get to Teddy Bridgewater. Don't let him sit back there and and just destroy us. And there were a few times we had talked on CFP coming into this game with Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints aren't going to be super comfortable stretching the field because they just don't trust him like that, like they trust Drew Brees. Well, fairly quickly, they got comfortable with stretching the field, and they abused the Bucks all day long. And like you said, pass rush wasn't able to get home. For the first time this season, Shaq Barrett was not a factor, and uh, those late safety blitzes, they just didn't work. I mean, if they were doubling Shaq Barrett, which obviously they were, yeah. then somebody else needed to step up. Somebody else needed to get that pressure. And like I said, from blitzes or whatever, this defense is predicated on on uh, confusing, uh, weird reads, and, and sending blitzes from every angle, and I saw none of it. All I wanted to see was Teddy Bridgewater hit the ground a few times, shake him up. The guy, all the, the three starts or the two starts before the Bucks, he didn't have 200 yards, maybe one touchdown. He, he was basically a non-factor, and hadn't, he couldn't score. Hadn't thrown a pass for longer than 20 yards. Yeah, and then he lit us up like Roger Starbuck in his, in his heyday. I couldn't believe it. Like, what are we doing here? I, I'm thinking after the Rams game, we got one of the best defensive coordinators out there, and as soon as we can shore up the, the DBs, then we'll be one of the best defenses out there, and we couldn't we couldn't do anything. A guy who was almost able to get there, Carl Nassib. We've brought him up before. He's got a hell of a motor, um, but I mean, there was a blatant hold from the tight end on Carl Nassib that was no called, and it prevented a sack. I saw it, yeah. But you know, among that and countless other things, it was just it was a bad day in the Superdome, and I, I think the Saints they've got the refs numbers. Look, we weren't going to sweep them in the season. Uh, if we could beat them when they come here to Tampa, I'll be perfectly happy with that. We know what to expect from them now. The Saints are a good team. They're probably top five team in the NFL, so we can't expect to just beat everybody and just play out of our brains the way we did in L.A. So we're a team that's still finding their way, and I'm not too upset about it. All right, let's move on to England, shall we? Let's do it. All right, let's uh, let's do our predictions for the Bucks. Versus the Carolina Panthers coming up 9.30 a.m. So I'm going to wake up super early on Sunday, which I, I don't like that at all. I even thought about recording it and then just staying off of social media, but I can't. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. I, I think I'm just going to take my phone, go to my local Waffle House, and uh, sit there in the bar by myself just watching the whole game. Dude, I'll go to Waffle House with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have a little Waffle House watch party. We'll all huddle around my little oh. iPhone 5. Oh, dude, I just got a better idea. Oh, my God, I just got a better idea, Rhett Matthew. Are you going to make brunch for everyone? No, we're going to meet at Fred's. Oh, Fred's, Fred's Country Kitchen, Country. baby. Fred's Market has breakfast buffet on Sundays, Woo! baby. Right there in Riverview. Woo-hoo-hoo! Right there in your backyard, my backyard. Anybody wants to go, we're going to have a watch party. We're going to eat all the breakfast. Dude, I'm serious. Hey, I'll, I'll, I will more 
I'll be more than happy to get I need meet to get a hold there. of Fred's and see if they want to sponsor our watch party. Uh, We're talking yeah. about the one on 301, right? Hell yeah, baby. Alrighty, alrighty. Oh, oh. It's done. Anna, you want to go? No. What? They have a salad bar. I'm not getting up early to watch football. You're a loser. Okay. Uh, all right. Predictions. Uh, Carolina Panthers. I think they've won, what, three or four in a row now since we beat them? Three in a row. Good God, man. And who's their quarterback? Will Allen? Is that the Ky- right name? Kyle Allen. I don't I know. I don't know who Will Allen is. I think he's an actor. Anyway. Oh. He's playing out of his brain right now, too. So I don't know. I, I haven't watched the game. I just saw highlights. Christian McCaffrey's uh, destroyed everybody yesterday again. He's breaking off 75-yard runs since we stopped him. Um, let's go with uh, Will Koontz. How, hi, buddy. Hey, what's up? Uh, what do you think about this Sunday's game? Ooh, traveling <laughs> to London. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, I'm going to take the Bucks this time. I think the Bucks are going to win, and I think the score is going to be 24-21. to 24-21, Bucks win. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Anna, what do you think? You're a big sports freak. I am. Yeah. You think Sagittarius Johnson is a big day in London? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, him, nah. He's he's old news. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that I think the Bucks are going to lose, unfortunately. That's probably what's going to happen here. Um, I think that it's going to be... Ooh, <laughs> Just pick a 30, number. Shut up. 32 <laughs> yeah. to 17. 32 to 17. The Panthers. Man, that's a that's a rough score. Listen, I'm sorry. It is what? What was the score this last time again? 31 to 24. Yeah, that sounds about right. 32-17. Panthers. Oh, man. Not happy about it. I'm also not sad about it because <laughs> I just don't care. Hey, Will, who's the uh, MVP for the Bucks going to be? Jameis Winston. Oh, God, Bounce really? Bounce back game, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Anna, who will the MVP for the Carolina Panthers be? Um, it's important. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's, I mean, you picked them to win. Uh, Romulus Anders. Fabulous. Romulus. Oh, Romulus. Let me do a quick Facebook search. Romulus Anders. A- Anders, yeah. All right. That's a good name. I thought you said fabulous. I like no. fabulous. Fabuloso. Not, not fabulous. <laughs> the rapper? It's a Romulus, Romulus. Or Fabuloso, Anders. the $1 floor cleaner. I found a Romulo, Anders. I like him. I think that's maybe who you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it mixed up. Anders. All right. Rhett, what is your prediction for the game? I think it'll be another low scoring game. I know I said the opposite about the Saints game last week. I don't know why I thought it would be more high scoring than it was. Right. I'll go. 24-21 bucks. Okay. That's what I picked. Do we have the, do we have the, the picks from the last same? week? Did we yeah. have the results from last week? I forgot. Yeah. How close were we? I was the closest. I had uh, the the Saints winning 31-27. Damn, that's oh, real wow. close. That was, that was only three <laughs> off. Right. What did I predict last week? Uh, let's see. I think I had the Bucks winning like seventeen to thirteen or something. You had uh, twenty four thirteen bucks. Ugh. Red had thirty five twenty eight bucks. Anna had twenty four twenty one bucks, and Pablo just had Saints by five because he doesn't play by the rules. Right. Uh, well, he's from he's from the Bronx. They can do whatever Lewis they want. Cannon. Yep. Okay. So, what is the score? Uh, I'll say twenty four twenty one bucks. And Will, I, I didn't realize he said the same exact thing. Oh, My okay. bad, dude. Oh, that's okay. That's what is the uh, who's the MVP? You know what? I think Mike Evans shows up because oh, man, I we hope didn't so. see anything. I, I mean, literally zero receptions in New Orleans. I think Mike Evans shows up as a good day. Two touchdowns for him. Yeah, I tweeted that out yesterday. I said, you know, I had the same stats as Mike Evans and O.J. Howard, and I was in my underwear with Cheeto dust on my belly. So 
Uh, they got to they got to do a little better than that if we're going to win. Okay, I have, and I hate to do this, but I think the Carolina Panthers are going to beat us. Oh, and I never man. pick against the Bucks. I just, yeah, this is his first time this year. I think I just have a gut feeling they're playing very well right now, and we never play well in London. I remember uh, 2011, we were playing very well, and we went over, and uh, the Chicago Bears beat the poo-poo out of us in uh, in London. So I, I think the Carolina Panthers will win the game. I think it'll be close. I think they're going to beat us 21-17. And I think the MVP will be Samuels. It will not be Christian McCaffrey. We will, we will find a way to stop him again. Curtis Samuels. Curtis Samuels will have two touchdowns. It's going to suck out loud. So that, there you go. That's my prediction. So uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, make sure you are downloading uh, and subscribing to the Cannon Fire podcast. It's on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Uh, tell everybody exactly how they can uh, they can get with the Cannon Fire podcast and all the social media. Absolutely. So we're on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Those are the only ones you should care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cannon Fire podcast for pretty much all of those. You can search it. You'll find our page. And then follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Follow me, and uh, I'll follow you back. There you go. Also, f- uh, follow uh, me on Twitter if you like to see me rant on the Bucks and the Rays and the Lightning and everything else at Johnny B Comedy and of course everybody else on this show at Anna Hummel Radio at home underscore made underscore man. All right, let's take a break and we come back. We got Nook from Golden Era in studio. It's about to get funky. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.